Brother Azzalini with us. Lord bless him. We're glad he's here. Lord bless you, Brother. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I am excited to be here on a Wednesday night. And I'm expecting the Lord to move as if it was a Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. Would you join me in standing for the reading of the word? going to be reading out of the book of Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, and we'll read verses 22 through 26. Give honor to your pastor. I love and appreciate him and his family so much. Uh, this, this family and this church has been such a blessing to our family. And uh, I always look forward to the time that we can spend together and be here with all of you. Amen. Doesn't it feel good to be back in God's house? Amen. It's funny how we can take some things for granted. And we don't know what we got until it's gone, right? Amen. Exodus chapter 20, verses 22 through 26. If you have it, say amen. You're cheating and you're looking at the screen. Say amen. Amen. And the Lord said unto Moses... Thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, Ye have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. Ye shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and shalt sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings and thy peace offerings, thy sheep and thine oxen. In all places where I record my name, I will come unto thee and I will bless thee. And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it out of hewn stone. For if thou be lifted up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. Neither shalt thou go up by steps unto mine altar, that thy nakedness be not discovered thereon. Amen. Would you pray with me before you're seated? Jesus, we love you. So thankful to be in your house tonight. Lord, I pray a fresh anointing upon me to preach your word to your people. Lord, let the quickening of the Holy Ghost come into this place right now. I pray you would open up our minds and hearts to receive what the Spirit is saying unto the church. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, release faith in this room now. Move in our midst in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. This passage of Scripture was just in my daily Bible reading a few weeks ago. And when I read it, I saw something that I had not seen before. Uh, I knew that at some point I would preach this text and and tonight is the first night that I have done that, or I'm getting ready to do that. I had planned to preach something else leading up to this date, but today the Lord really brought me back to this passage of Scripture. And as I was sitting there just a few moments ago, I just felt like the Holy Ghost impressed on me that there's going to be a progression over these next four weeks on these Wednesday nights. And God's getting ready to do a great work of restoration. 
Somebody say amen. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7 reads, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's us. Look at somebody say, that's us. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Sometimes it's difficult for us to remember our frailty, our humanness. We like to think that with effort, with discipline, with willpower, that there are a lot of things that we can accomplish. There are a lot of things that we can do of our own volition, of our own effort, of our own power. But this verse says that we are earthen vessels. Vessels made of earth. And the reason we are is because the power of God is demonstrated in our weakness. There are many things in this life, many things that we go through in life, that our human ability is not enough to take us through. Our sheer willpower, our desire, our strength is not enough to get us through. But in our weakness, the power of God is demonstrated in those times. If we will move out of the way, if we will surrender to his will, if we will allow him to move in the circumstance, his power and his glory works on our behalf. Amen? Amen. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Dust. That's pretty insignificant. Matter of fact, my wife works endlessly to remove dust from the home. And I say, hey, that's a monument. We came from that. <laughs> it's a testament to our weakness, to our frailty, to our humble beginnings, if you will. And it's a testament that without God, we can do nothing. I was in Indiana just a few weeks ago, and I was speaking with uh, one of the worship team members there after service, and, and uh, she was saying that she's in town there for school. Uh, she's getting ready to go to Purdue. And, and I, you know, was just making conversation, and, and I remember she responded in a way that I hadn't heard in a long time. I said, are, are you going to pursue, you know, your master's degree or whatever I asked her? And she said, Lord willing. When's the last time you heard somebody say, Lord willing? I remember growing up, everybody would say that. They'd say, Lord willing, we'll see you at church tonight. Lord willing, we'll see you next week. Matter of fact, it frustrated me as a kid. Because I'd say, Mom, are we going to do this tomorrow? You promise. She'd say, Lord willing. I'm like, Lord willing? What are you talking about? Matthew 6.10 says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I want you to note here that this verse does not say on earth. It says in earth. 
His will is meant to be accomplished in us, in our frailty, in our weakness, in our shortcomings, in everything that makes us human, his will is meant to be accomplished. Several years ago, when I had a stronger back, I used to do landscaping. And I remember I, I was very excited. I landed my first paver patio job. I mean, this was a big deal at the time. I didn't have any equipment. I had like shovels and rakes. But I was excited because I landed the contract. I sold this guy a patio and I was going to build it. And so I went out there and the first thing that I had to do was dig. Digging sounds easy. When you go to Home Depot to buy the shovel and the pickaxe, you're like, yeah, we can get this done. But when that shovel hits earth, all of a sudden reality sets in and you realize this is going to be a much bigger job than I thought it would be. Because earth is heavy. It's difficult to move. And it's a funny thing, as I began to dig that patio with a shovel, years later I would learn that most landscapers have a bobcat. <laughs> but as I dug this patio with a shovel, I began to run into all kinds of debris. Rocks, roots, abandoned toys, all kinds of things laid under the surface. And then I got really zealous. I'm like, well, I want to make as few trips to the truck as possible. So I'm going to fill the wheelbarrow. That wheelbarrow was not as excited about moving that dirt as I was. And I lifted that wheelbarrow and that tire went... And I started realizing about an hour into this job that moving earth was going to be a lot more difficult than I thought it would be. I had budgeted about half a day to dig this hole. A couple days later, I was finally going to get some gravel. Earth was hard to move. It was heavy. The deeper I got, the harder it got. This is how we are sometimes as earthen vessels. We can be hard to move. Sometimes there are things inside of us that prevent us from being moved. There are things that have been covered up over time that keep us from moving when the Lord is moving. That keep us from surrendering when his will is wanting to be accomplished in our lives. There are things that happen over time that cause us to stay stationary when it's time to be transformed. Does anybody know how rocks are formed? I had to look it up. Based on what I read, a little bit of earth, some dust, some minerals, some sand, 
compounds with time and weather and rocks are formed. They become hard, heavy, and misshaped. Hallelujah. That's how we can be sometimes. Life brings storms and weather that we can't anticipate. And sometimes as that weather changes, we've all experienced Ohio weather, right? Four seasons in a day. Sometimes life's weather can be the same. And before we can even recuperate from that storm, that season has shifted and something else is going on. And we don't complete what we were meant to learn in that season. We don't completely heal from what takes place in that season. And what happens is it just gets pushed beneath the surface. And time and weather and more storms begin to press in. And heat presses in and freezing and thawing happens. And, and that thing just gets pushed lower and lower and lower. And what happens is, fast forward in our life, many years, sitting on the pew, sitting under good leadership, sitting under anointed preaching, we can become hard to move. The Holy Ghost will be moving, but we'll be stationary. Because that clay... It's hard to move. And there's rocks and debris underneath the surface that make it difficult. We realize in order for me to change at this point, it's going to require a tremendous amount of effort. In order for me to move and obey what the Holy Ghost is speaking, there's some things I'm going to have to dig up in my life. In order for me to allow the will of God to be accomplished in this earthen vessel, there's some things below the surface I'm going to have to deal with. There's some earth that I'm going to have to wheelbarrow out of my life. There's some flesh that I'm going to have to deal with. There's some carnality that I'm going to have to deal with. Hmm. You know where rocks are found? They're not usually in the topsoil. See, the topsoil is the more desirable soil. It's lighter. It's not as dense. There's more nutrients. It's more desirable for planting. The topsoil just it reminds me of childhood. Not a lot of things polluting the topsoil. You can cast seed on the topsoil and it'll take root right away. Landscapers desire that topsoil when they're putting in a garden. Mmm, hallelujah. But when you dig below that topsoil, all of a sudden that shovel hits a rock that you didn't even know was there. And sometimes that rock is much larger than you anticipated. 
See, we've been content for too long when the Holy Ghost moves to just plant some things on the little bit of topsoil so everything looks good on the surface. But we know that those roots aren't going very deep. Things look good here in the church building, but we know at home there's all kinds of issues. That's why we're not producing that fruit at home. That's why there's chaos in the family. That's why there's not peace in the atmosphere. That's why there's tumult in the relationship. Because we've just been content with tending to the topsoil. Because we know if that root's going to grow. If I'm really going to bear fruit, I'm going to have to do some digging. I'm going to have to do some plowing. There's some things below the surface huh, that have resided there for too long that I'm going to have to deal with if God's will is going to be accomplished in this earthen vessel. Mm. As I progressed in my landscape career, which was short. <laughs> I moved into building landscape walls. I liked walls better than patios because there was only one trench to dig. And you could just stack on top of it. You didn't have to dig the whole surface area. I remember this lady in Pickerington hired me to do a landscape wall in her backyard. And I had built a few other small retaining walls and walls around flower beds and such. And when I had built the walls that I had done in the past, it went pretty smoothly because the customer chose this manufactured stone. It was cut perfectly even and level. So once I got that trench dug and that gravel laid, all I had to do was level up that first row and everything else was easy. But this lady, God bless her heart, she wanted natural stone. Mm. I was like, yeah, we can do that. No problem. False. Big problem. Because natural stone doesn't come together quite the way manufactured stone does. No two pieces are alike. There's no even surface. It's much more difficult to work with. In our text here today, the Lord says to Moses, Tell the people that they can't have idols and have me. We've watched in 2020 as idols have come down all across the world. Amen? Amen? Things that used to dominate our view, our attention, and our time became unavailable overnight. Not because we surrendered them, 
but because they were no longer available. Hmm. Lord says to Moses, tell them they can't have idols and have me. Says, and tell them to make me an altar. <laughs> make me an altar. First, he says, make me an altar of earth. Hallelujah. I was reading this passage just a few weeks ago. And as I read through that, you know how when you're reading the Bible, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost will be like, stop, read it again. Stop, read it again. That's what happened. I was reading and the Holy Ghost said, stop, read that again. Make me an altar of earth. And the Lord said, in this hour, what I'm looking for right now is for people to make me an altar of earth. He said, bring themselves to an altar. Every ambition, every desire, every plan, everything that's happened in their past, mm, everything that they're going through in the present, uh, tell them to make me an altar. Uh, tell them to put their life uh, before me uh, and start to pray. Uh, see, the trap uh, of this season that we're in uh, is for us to look around for answers uh, all around us uh, or try to see the end uh, at the end of the tunnel. Uh, but the Lord is saying, make me an altar right now. Uh, make me an altar in the midst of the chaos. Uh, make me an altar in the midst of the uncertainty. Make me an altar even when you don't understand what the future holds. Make me an altar. I understand that you're fearful. Make me an altar. I understand that you can't even make plans for your family. Make me an altar. I understand that everything you thought was going to happen is suddenly brought into question. Make me an altar of earth. Bring those desires. Bring those concerns. Bring those worries. And make me an altar. And he says to Moses, If you can't make me an altar of earth, make me an altar of stone. Uh, I want you to hear this. Ezekiel eleven, nineteen and 20 says, And I will give them one heart. And I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh. And will put them in heart of flesh. That means new, a fresh heart. That they may walk in my statues. And keep my ordinances. And do them. You know how you make an altar of earth? You begin to obey what the word says. You know how you make an altar of earth? You begin to obey. When the Holy Ghost leads you, when the Holy Ghost checks you, when the Holy Ghost. 
and they shall be my people and I will be their God. I was having a conversation with somebody today and they were asking me about a certain group of people and he said do you think they'll be saved if they preach it this way but they choose not to obey this. I said let me tell you something. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost is going to lead us and guide us into all truth. They can't have the Holy Ghost. Be baptized in Jesus name and not be led into truth. If they're not living in truth it's because somewhere they said I'm going to I'm not going to make an altar. I'm going to preach it this way. I'm going to believe it this way. But I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not. Ah, you ain't hearing me. Mm. He said, if you can't make an altar of earth, make an altar of stone. He said, but Moses, not just any stone. Make me an altar of uncut stone. He said, because if they cut the stone, it'll be polluted. Woo! Let me tell you how we do. We come into the house of God with all of our junk, all of our past, all of our problems. And we become hardened by time. And we say, okay, I'm going to change my life. But let me just get a few things right first. Let me just change a few things first. Let me cut this off my life first. Let me trim that area of my life first. And then I'll come to the Lord and live for the Lord. I said, no, that's not how I want it. You bring me your uncut stone. Bring me your stony heart just the way that it is. And let me be the one that does the cutting. Let me be the one that does the fixing. You just make me an altar. If earth is what you got, make me an altar of earth. If time has made you hard, if storms have worn you out and you got a stony heart, just bring it before me and make me an altar of stone. You don't have to fix anything before you come. You don't have to change anything before you come. You don't have to circumvent things in your life before you come. Just make me an altar just the way you are. Ah. Ah. Hallelujah. Ah. Hallelujah. 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 Ah. In our world right now, Many of us rub shoulders with people every day to have an excuse for not coming to the house of God. They have a reason why they can't live for God. Ha. And I hear the cry of the Spirit right now. Tell them to just come. 
and make me an altar. Uh, tell them they don't have to worry about uh, changing anything before they get here. Uh, they can't fix it anyway. Uh, just tell them to get here. Uh, just tell them to make me an altar uh, the way that they are. Uh, they can bring their loss. Uh, they can bring their pain. Uh, they can bring their scars. Uh, they can everything that life has done to them. Uh, they can bring their abuses. Uh, they can bring the tragedy. Uh, they can bring the addiction. Uh, whatever it is uh, that's caused them to be the way they are. Uh, tell them, uh, just make me an altar. Mm. Uh, uh. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I want you to stand with me. As a closing directive, he says something staggering. As Moses, I don't want any steps in front of the altar. <laughs> he said, because I know how heavy the earth is. I know the amount of effort it's going to take for them to bring the earth up here. I know how much energy they're going to expel bringing the stone up here. The last thing that I want uh, is for them to get almost here and find I got to go up some steps to get to the altar. Ah, said, I want my altar accessible. So when they come through the doors of the church, uh, they ought not climb over condemnation. Uh, they not uh, they shouldn't have to climb uh, over judgment uh, or condescending uh, over condescending looks uh, or uh, over their past. Uh, when they come in uh, with that wheelbarrow of hurt, uh, when they come in uh, with that stony heart, uh, you take them uh, by the hand uh, and say, come on, uh, we'll go together. Huh? Let's make an altar huh? of earth. Huh? Let's make an altar huh? of stone. Huh? There's no more steps. Huh? We've cleared a path for you. Huh? You can make it huh? all the way here. Huh? Just make huh? him huh? an altar. Huh? No more steps. Huh? Sometimes we put steps in front of our altar. The junk we consume, the worldliness that we entertain, the grudges that we carry, the regret of failure, the lies of the accuser. Mm. Huh. So many of the men that I speak to on a regular basis, we've been talking the past few weeks, we've just been asking each other, what's the Lord talking to you about right now? What do you feel like the Holy Ghost is doing? 
And I can tell you right now, I've at least four different men that I've spoke to all said the same thing. So I feel like the Lord is just trying to purify. 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 The Lord's causing me to just move every encumbrance. Lay down every weight. Cut off every entanglement. Church, if you haven't figured it out yet, God's up to something right now. And we've got to be ready. We've got to have clean hands and a pure heart. Hey, we can't be wrestling with our carnality when God says it's time to move. We can't be wrestling with our devil-mindedness when the Holy Ghost begins to prompt us. We've got to be ready. There's no greater position of readiness than the altar. Sometimes we wear ourselves out carrying that earth, carrying that heart of stone. And all the while, the Lord's saying, Come on, just make me an altar. Make me an altar. You can leave it right here. <laughs> you just receive that word right now just lift your hand right where you are lift a hand to the Lord begin to lift your voice to him right now Come on, the Holy Ghost is working in this room right now. Mm. That's it. Just flow in that another moment. Hata robosia andalama shatandaramakaya. Hey, asa. Come on, there's some ground beginning to be tilled in this room right now. There's some hard ground that hasn't felt the pry of a shovel in a long time that's beginning to move right now. Hitaramalamo shotondorobo shatandaramaha. 
There's a stone that's been lodged in some clay for a long time. Preparing for tonight, I I struggled with this message because I've been here before and I have a sense of who I'm preaching to here tonight. I was relying on my wisdom. Lord, this, this is for the lost one that walks through the back door. This is for, for a congregation full of people who, who have never heard the gospel. And he said, no. This is for people who have weathered storm after storm after storm. He said, because of the decay of time, can eat away at the lively hope ah, that we are called to. See, we're meant to have a lively hope. Are you hearing me tonight, church? And the Holy Ghost begins to move in a service and the, and the word goes forth. Uh, there ought to be a quickening. Something in us ought to move. Uh, there ought to be a response uh, when we encounter truth. Uh, something uh, ought to respond inside of us uh, when we get in the room uh, and there's an anointing in the room. Storms and weather can cause us to become like the stone that cannot be moved. I believe the Lord is setting the stage here tonight. I'm getting ready to open up these altars. I realize there's not enough space here for everyone to come and to social distance. So this, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to move from where you are. If you can come to the front, come to the front. If you want to move a couple rows forward or a couple rows back or to the left or the right. But I want you to move somewhere as a response to the Lord saying, God, I'm going to make an altar. Right here, right now, tonight. Lord, everything that's inhibited me, God, I'm bringing it to the altar. Lord, the grudges that I've carried, I'm bringing it to the altar. Lord, the misunderstandings, Lord, that have constrained me in the past, God, I'm bringing it to the altar tonight. The questions, Lord, that have never had answers, I'm bringing them to the altar tonight. God, I'm, I'm bringing the earth and I'm bringing the stone. Not my will, but thy will be done. In earth, in earth, in earth, as it is 
in heaven. Would you do that now? Would you begin to respond to the word? Would you begin to respond to the move of the Holy Ghost in this room? Come on, huh? I know it's hard to move. I know it's hard to move. Earth is just dead weight. Stones are just dead weight. There's no assistance there. But if you move it to an altar, ah! He said he'll give you a fresh heart. Come on, you don't have to walk around with that weight. You don't have to walk around with that unforgiveness. You don't have to walk around with that perplexity on you and that fear binding you. Just bring it to the altar. He'll give you a fresh heart. Hallelujah. Come on. Some of you have reached a point where you've been before and you say, God, I'm not going any further because if I know, I know if I go one layer deeper, I'm going to have to deal with some stuff that's been there my whole life. Come on, friend. Just dig a little bit deeper and bring that earth up here. Bring those stones up here. Come on, I know life has robbed you. I know life has hurt you. Just bring it to the altar. I know they let you down. I know they hurt you. Come on, just bring it. Make me an altar of earth. Make me an altar of uncut stone. Come on, you don't have to have all the answers before you respond. You don't have to do the hard work yourself. He said, just bring me uncut stones. Just come the way you are. Come on, there's no steps. There's no steps. There's nobody judging. There's nobody condemning. He's cleared a path for you. Ah. Hey, come on, saints. Never again can the church sink back into a place of complacency.
Come on, when you come into the house of God, if it's hard for you to worship, I'm preaching to you. If it's hard for you to do a run, when the Lord says run, I'm preaching to you. If it's difficult for you to do a dance, when the Lord says dance, I'm speaking to you. You know what that is? That's earth. That's earth keeping you bound. Make me an altar of earth. Come on, you can bring those insecurities. You can bring those fears. You can bring those questions. Ah, yatala ma shatana ramakate.